This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling! David Arquette won the world title! I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. By Angro on a pole match! And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch! Kiss my ass! Judy Bagwell on a forklift match! Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep! Goldberg steered Russo out of the cage! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, 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 everybody, to Castrating the Marks. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. That's what my dad calls you. How's Jerry Lane doing? And I, I play along with him. So literally for years, he thinks you're Jerry Lane. This is Jerry Lane. And some marks are about to get it. Man, bro, somebody sent me, I think it was no DQ. Uh, somebody sent me a, a tweet today that Vanderpump Rules is up for some Emmys. Oh, AEW's got no shot then. Oh, exactly. The future of AEW is very bleak. Bro, you know, you know, you know what's funny, man? Like, I was looking at the ratings today and everything, and you know, bro, you know, over time with Bloodline, with that whole story angle, the SmackDown ratings did go up. What I don't understand is, bro, their their argument is always. Nobody watches television anymore. Okay, if that's the case, then how are those ratings going up? Like, like, yeah. like, right? How could the ratings possibly go up if people are not watching television? Yeah, and they failed to do the research that our listeners have done. They've sent us proof that these streaming services count for live viewing, but they 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 won't even acknowledge that. No, 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 not at all. So, but, um, yeah, less people watching TV is what they want to keep saying. But guess what? If they watched it on Hulu or YouTube or whatever, they count in that number that SmackDown got. Nielsen yeah. uses that information. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever. I, uh, I, um, which I'm a caller, bro. I did my show with uh, Jackie this morning, and it was a great show. And and we talked about the cele- uh, the many similarities between um, Howard Stern and Vince McMahon. And, you know, bro, Jackie, who was the head writer of the show and feeding Stern all those lines for years, uh, was, you know, has never been put over by Stern. Uh, it, it's it's the exact identical thing with, with me and Vince. And, and I said to Jackie, I said, bro, let, let me, I, I said, come on, Jackie. I, I said, I love putting people over who help me, man. I, I, I do it all the time. I always put you over, Jerry Lane. I, oh, I'm not, bro, I, 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 I've kept Ed Ferrara's name alive for the last 10 years. I mean, Ed totally got out of the industry. And every time I say Attitude Era, I say, you know, Ed Ferrara, bro. But, you know, you know, Vince and Stern, you know, like I was Vince's best kept secret and Jackie was Stern. And I I asked Jackie, why did you think? And, you know, bro, Jackie is much, much more forgiving than I am. And and he said, well, Vince, I, I, I think he just didn't want people to see behind the curtain 
Like he just didn't want people know, to know there were writers and, you know, the, and I'm like, bro, that's bullshit. Like that, that is absolute bullshit because even if that were the case, then what's the excuse now? Like, like, like seriously, bro, the, the guy's almost 70. So we, we, we still got that facade going on that, you know, oh, we're not going to show you what, bro. That is such bullshit. Those are freaking ego freaking maniacs that want to take all the credit. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's all them. They do everything and it's absolute freaking bullshit. But yeah, I wonder great. if there's like a, a fear thing there as well. If I tell them that all my great lines came from the joke man, and not me, they're not going to think I am who I am because they're going to think somebody else. I'm, I'm just a puppet. Yeah, not well, bro. But he, I mean, that, that could be what they're thinking, you know? Yeah, well, he's if that's what he's thinking, he's an idiot. You know, he he's the Howard Stern show, just like with Vince McMahon. Somebody's got to be like the orchestra leader. I'm not saying Jackie was. I'm not saying I was. You know, Vince McMahon was the orchestra leader. It was his thing. It was the Howard Stern show. But when when people are helping you to that degree, like I, I just I, I hate that bullshit, bro. I just absolutely hate that bullshit, man. But yeah, anyway, well, guys, by the time this is out, part one is already up. Uh, the latest. Oh, is it already, out. bro? So oh, the, shoot. Yeah. By the time this comes out, part one would uh, part one is already up. So you guys can go check that out right now on the latest chicken next. Yeah, it's a two parter, bro. I was lucky enough to have uh Jackie on for over an hour. It was really good. So uh, check that out. All right, Jeff, any shout outs or anything? I do not. What about you? I don't, bro. But, you know, it's my fault because I think my my uh, wish list has been empty for a couple of weeks. So I got to go. Uh, I got to go throw some stuff on there. I right, let's uh, let's castrate some marks, bro. All right. Well, we're going to start off with this video sent in by Gabe Tuff. Now, we know Nick Houseman prides himself. I'm asking the tough bro. When you say, when you say Nick Houseman and video in the same sentence, it's music. It's music to my ears, bro. Thank you. Hearing that a lot tonight. Thank you. Gabe. tough, bro. I don't know what it is, but I love looking at, see something's wrong with me. (laughs) I love looking at uh, him. Bro, you know what? I don't, I I, I hate, you know, I I don't like looking at sap. I want to throw up when I see sap. I actually like looking at Houseman, Tony, and Dave Meltzer. I enjoy looking at the, I don't know what it like sap. I can't I can't stand the sight of sap. As soon as he comes on my computer screen, it's like I can't I I can't stand you, bro. Like I literally. But these other guys, I love the video. So thank you. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, and we know Houseman prides himself on asking the tough questions. He's always bragging yeah. about it. So and let's the cube, see. he prides himself on the floating yeah. cube on the microphone. Yes, yes. Yeah, so let's uh, take a look at this tough question that he asked at the Money in the Bank press conference. Oh, God. All right, thank you all for joining us here. Uh, we're going to have some questions from our media, starting with... I swear to God, stop for a second. Stop for a second, because, you know, Bailey's marking out because... Yeah, l- l- let me tell you where the three of these people are at. Bailey's marking out because Bailey knows I have no business even being in the professional wrestling business. How I got here, I have no idea. So she's marking out. The one in the middle, I can't really speak for because I don't know too much about it. I only sky... Uh, other than she was in the movie uh, where he was holding up the radio. That's the only thing I know. Damien Priest, I'm going to speak for Damien Priest. Damien Priest is sitting there saying to myself, what the hell am I doing? 
Like, what? What? Why am I in? Fr- I I promise you, Damien Priest is saying, "Why am I in front of these people, bro?" Yeah. Say anything, bro. Was the name of the movie with Ioni Sky and the radio? Go ahead, bro. Questions from our media, starting with gentleman in the front. Thank you. Yep. Uh, hi, Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling. A uh, lot of tension between Stop. you two. Who? 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 who, who Mom, see, here's my first thing. Who dresses like this? Like I, I like, like who I, I don't who who dresses like this, bro? Well, I'd have to see the whole attire. I'm assuming nah, he's wearing dress, dress pants. Bro, look, he's got a green. They get they give him green hospital bracelets. That means yeah. they're media, bro. They can't they can't afford the what do they call those gimmicks, Jeff? The um the lanyards. Yeah, they can't afford that gimmick, so they give them little hospital. Bra- and bro, can I be honest with you? They probably do that as a rib. I guarantee you they do that as an absolute rib because they're not going to give them professional placards on a lanyard gimmick. And just look, look, look at the sea of people. Just, just just look, look, look at those people asking these questions. Look at them, bro. With gentleman in the front. Thank you. Yep. Uh, hi, Nick Hausman, House of Wrestling. So hold on uh, for a second. So this is going to be one of the hard-hitting questions he always talks about he yeah. he asks the questions that nobody else asks, That's right? right? That's right. That's okay. right. Yep. Uh, a lot of tension between you two, it seemed, in the Money in the Bank ladder match. I think on behalf of a lot of fans, we'd like to know what's the status of damage control right now with you two. Oh, my God, bro. What a effing mark. What, what an effing mark, bro. What bro that that whole thing is such a freaking joke and they're laughing bro they're laughing at these people like i said seriously Damian Priest bro he 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 was in the money of the bank match so you know bro he's blown up his body his body is beat up he's freaking tired and then they're going to bring this guy out in front of these freaks to answer questions like this Come on, bro. Give me a break, man. I swear to God, Jeff, when I was working with the talent, bro, when when their match was over, we were done. You know, I, I th- their day was over. I was never going to ask them to do anything else uh, unless, bro, we didn't get something that we desperately needed because I knew their day is done, bro. They had their match. They're, they're tired. They're beat up. They now they just want to, you know, veg out, you know, and I left them alone. But now they get freaking dragged in a room in front of Nick freaking Houseman, bro. I'm, I'm surprised with Vince McMahon being back that that happened, that it, they're still doing it. It's a joke, bro. It's a joke. It's a freaking embarrassment, bro. It's it, it's a freaking joke, man. I don't know if that night they had to travel but normally they got to they got to travel after the show right away oh absolutely you know? bro and- ab- ab- they pro- probably you know they got to get back to the hotel they probably get a couple of hours of sleep they're getting up early in the morning they're going on to raw and you you got to do this come on bro this, this is freaking embarrassing for everybody involved man Especially you're asking storyline questions and you you pride yourself on the hard hitting questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we're not done with Houseman, not by a long shot, because if anybody can make flipping a coin entertaining, it's Nick Houseman. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. This is literally Nick Houseman flipping a coin. Uh, heads or tails? Heads. 
It is. Hey. <laughs> yeah, let's. Well, that that that's the dramatic uh, Nick Houseman flipping a coin. Let's look at it again. Watch his arm bring the coin over from his right arm to his left uh, arm. Heads or tails? Heads. It's a big hook shot. <laughs> it is. Heads. Tremendous. Tremendous. <laughs> There's something wrong with us. There's something wrong with Gabe Tough for finding this in the first place. Yeah. Like, oh, Gabe Tough sent that. Yeah, Gabe. Yeah, it was like, seriously. Like, like, come on, Gabe. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. Thank you, Gabe. Thank you very much. All right. What's next, bro? Last week you mentioned we may have to raise the price because you have to pay a lot of money for Peacock now as a, compared to what. Well, I guess you've gotten it for free. You had that free trial or whatever. Now you have to pay for it. Well, that might not be the only reason. We need to raise prices because you may need to be paying for this upcoming thing. You may want to buy a ticket. By the way, I had a, quite a few people email me with links to like illegal. Yeah, I did. Too. Sites to I did you. too, bro. I, I said, unfortunately, I just paid for a freaking year, bro. Or I, I, would, I don't. I don't trust those things with the spyware yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I I had people send me stuff too, but I t- I said, bro, I already paid for a year because I had to watch the show. <laughs> But you might want to pay for this. This was sent in by Francesco Castano. I'm sure this is a hot ticket. So we have the. Oh, my God. (laughs) Observing Live, Wrestling Observer Live podcast with Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. Sunday, August 27th at some sports bar and grill over in the UK. The day of um, All In, which is funny. You know, this guy's excuse of not being able to go to WrestleMania was he couldn't get a newsletter out in time, but now he's going to travel over to the UK to do all this crap. Is there a price on this? Oh, there's a price. We're going to get there. Go back up. Go back up. Bro, here's the funny thing. Bro, obviously, this is an old picture, and this is pre-die job. So you think the guy would say, whoa, whoa, bro, now, now that I'm dying my hair, I really don't want to use a photograph where I'm gray. You think he would say that, right? Yeah, and I also love how somehow they've put a white rectangle on Alvarez's head. Like, what is this? Dave and Brian, bro. Now, tickets go on sale. June 14th. So hopefully you guys already got your tickets because they're on yes, sale. By the time they're going to go fast, goes. guys. They're going to go fast. But they, they have they, a pre-sale. Yeah, there's a pre-sale. There's PayPal I'm looking at, guys. Hop all over this, man. Yes. So he world's most prominent wrestling journalist, not the world. He world's. He world's. Yes. He world's most prominent wrestling journalist, Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez, will be live on stage at Sports Bar and Grill Marlbone right before AEW All-In to record a live edition of their renowned Wrestling Observer Radio podcast. In addition, the lucky fans in attendance will have the opportunity to meet Dave and Brian personally for a photo and autograph opportunity (laughs) with our seven-star VIP ticket. The show will take place in front of an intimate audience, and tickets are strictly limited. Buy quickly to avoid disappointment. You can spread out your payments through PayPal. Here's the best part. The event will run from 10 a.m. to noon. It's close to Baker Street Underground Station. You can catch a train from Marlbone directly to Wembley in just nine minutes. So, Vince, forget the 20-minute train rides. This is a nine-minute wow, train ride. this is a record-setting train ride. Yes, yes, only nine minutes. So now we're going to get to the ticket pricing. 
general admission. That's uh, about sixty some dollars. It's pretty close to to U.S. money. So for general admission, if you want the seven star VIP, eighty something dollars American currency. Uh, you get priority seating, a professional digital oh. photo, and autographs from both. Bro, Brian ju- and just Dave. the line autographs from both Brian and Dave. Oh my God, bro, man! Hey, listen, man. If they can get these, if they can get the money from these people, I can't blame them. I can't blame them, bro. If you can get sixty bucks, seventy-five bucks from these people, get the money, bro. I would be the first one to say get the money, but. Who who are these people paying for a Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez autograph, bro? Who? Who? Especially if you're going to go, because you know the only people that will probably go to this are already going to Wembley to see that AEW show. And you know that thing is going to be long as hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So now you're starting your day at 10 a.m. doing this shit, going to this stuff before you even go to that event. Oh, yeah, bro. You're talking. You're talking literally 10 to midnight. I mean, minimum. You're talking. You're talking about a 14 hour day. That's what you're talking about. Get your tickets, guys. You yeah, don't want to be disappointed, tickets, man. Yes, hooked on wrestling. This was sent in by Teddy on uh, Kevin Nash's podcast. Click this with Sean Oliver. You were on there recently. Yeah. Sean uh, or one of their producers had popped up a picture of Dave Meltzer. Watch Kevin These Nash. These reports <laughs> that came up throughout the week that started, I it, guess, as maybe like a story. Summer '92 in that photo. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to that. Hold on. A photo of Meltzer came up. It looks like Someone... a fucking Dave got a fucking Owen Mills and get a fucking uh, Easter shot. What the fuck? <laughs> hands up, fucking gimmick. What is that? <laughs> Taking a double feed right Bro, there. Bro, I swear uh, to God, look, it's so funny. <laughs> Go back to that shot. I, I mean, look, look at Kevin Nash, who, like, to me. This guy represents professional wrestling. Look at him. And, bro, not only that, the great Sean Oliver, to me, represents a journalist. Sean's freaking great at what he does. And look at them in in contrast to this freaking powder puff. (laughs) Like, you would not even believe they're in the same freaking world, bro. The same world. And they're not in the same business because Dave Meltzer is not in the wrestling business. But just like, look, look, (laughs) that, that, that picture right there speaks a thousand words. Even Sean, you know, Sean tries to be a professional. And bro, I guarantee you, Sean probably. He you know, even laughed. He laughed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Because he, bro, he probably has somewhat of a relationship with Meltzer. But even, even Sean's like, bro, what, what, what are we doing here, man? What are we doing? And for any of you youngins out there that maybe didn't get the reference, Owen Mills was like a photography thing that took all them goofy looking like '80s shots you would see with people with the poses in their own face in the background. Those, You've seen the memes, the goofy old school pictures. That's what he's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. That is who sent that in? That was sent in by Ted E. Ted E. Thank you, man. I love that. Thank you, bro. Let's go to this Houseman interview. Somebody was interviewing Nick Houseman, and we're going to have a few clips from this one. But this was the introduction. The guy introducing Houseman to his audience. This was sent in by... Stu? Is it Stu? It's not Stu. Oh, no. damn. Sent him by Gabe Tuff. Pleasure being on the beat with longtime friend, wrestling guru, Nick Houseman of the House of Wrestling. 
Hi, John. Uh, I'm great. Bro, I was I I was distracted looking at this guy because I'm like, is this freaking lurch from the Adams family? (laughs) Go go back so I can concentrate on Houseman, please. Pleasure being on the beat with longtime friend wrestling guru Nick Houseman of the House of Wrestling. Hi, John. I'm I'm great. A wrestling guru. That's I like that. That's good. I, I am a wrestling guru. Well, I mean, you've done it all in the world of wrestling. I didn't know how to, you've you know, done it. You've, bro, you've done it all except gotten a job. <laughs> <laughs> you've done everything in the world of wrestling except worked in it, bro. <laughs> that that's tremendous, right there. Tremendous. <laughs> Is it because otherwise I'd have to list fifteen things? So wrestling guru kind of covers it all. I think that's a very fair point. Well played. Bro, can you imagine being in a position where you're kissing freaking that dude's ass? Like, wh- how 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 low on the totem pole do you have to be to be kissing Houseman's ass? Because they're they're marks for him. You know, there's like this audience that are marks for people. Like Absolutely, that. there is. There is. There is an not not a big audience, but there is an audience, bro. Absolutely. All right, so let's go to this MJF tweet that was sent in by Sal Amoroso. So MJF put out this tweet. His trainer had found a, a piece of paper from when he was when MJF was training, getting into the business, and he and he put the picture out and he tweets, Today my trainer cleaned out his car and found something from 2014. When I entered Create a Pro, all the students were asked to do an exercise where we write out three opponent, three opponents that you, you want to wrestle. So he had wrote uh, it's kind of hard to bear Johnson. I can't read the bear Johnson, Cody Rhodes, Adam Cole. And then he wrote underneath become a star or become a top indie name. So Sean Sapp replies to this tweet. You also beat Hiroshi Tanahashi to become the top indie name. They, bro, they, they, they can't help themselves. They, they, any, anything to get a point with a wrestler, bro. It's like anything. It's, it's, it's pathetic, bro. Again, you know, you know how we always say with Tony Khan, you know, put Vince McMahon in that spot. I'm going to say the same thing here, bro. Put a professional sports writer in that spot. Like seriously, bro. If, uh, if, um, uh, Randy Rose arena is, is putting out a tweet tonight. How many sports writers in the world do you think are replying to that tweet? I'll tell you, zero, none, bro, because they're pros and they're not marks. None. And I found this bonus reply when I was going through this tweet. So a lot of people were making fun of MJF's handwriting on this piece of paper in the replies. Matt Kuhn's going to put a stop to all that. So Matt Kuhn replies, People who are commenting on the handwriting have no idea what it's like to have ADHD. If your handwriting is beautiful and you've accomplished what Max has, in spite of the Max, gift of Max. Yeah, <laughs> accomplish what Max has, in spite of the gift of ADHD, feel free to comment. These people, they, they think they're better than everybody else. They, and they're going to come in here and he's going to tell people who how you can reply to MJF because they're blowhards, but bro, what, what, bro, think about this. You're going to, what, what, what was the name of the school to build a, build a bear? Build a rest- well, the Twitter was create a pro. I don't know that that's what the Twitter handle was. So I don't know if that's the, the name oh, of the school or but, not. But th- think about how marky that is. You're going to go to a wrestling school. Oh, bro. Right, right down the top three opponents. You want to fit like the, how, how marky is that? Do you do you do you think, bro? Do you think 
think when a player, they just had the Major League Baseball draft, you know, out of college and high school. You think when the you think when the Mets had their number one draft pick, they said to him, "Bro, write, write down the write down the three pitchers that you want to face." <laughs> like, what a freaking mark thing to do, bro. That's that's ridiculous, man. Well, I heard Al has them uh, write down the three people they would like to be hit by light tubes from. So. Yeah, well, that that I could understand because yeah. you got to make sure it's safe. Yeah, absolutely. But, but um, what a stupid tweet! I, this coon tweet annoys me. Like, I, I can't stand people that they come to the aid because they're important. I'm important. I'm Matt Coon. I do a wrestling podcast, so I'm going to tell. I'm going to put all keep all you fans in line, and I'm going to protect MJF from Max. your comments, Max. Max. I'm going to protect Max from your insensitive comments about his handwriting. I have ADHD. I know what it's like. I don't have a problem with people making fun of my handwriting. I can't stand these people. I don't have ADHD, and I write like a freaking seven-year-old, and I don't give a shit. (laughs) I mean, seriously, bro, if I showed you, like, just freaking notes while I'm freaking watching these shows and shit. Jeff, look at that. Yeah, mine's not... uh... Much worse. These people, like they, they, they think they're they're above the fans. Yeah, like they're they're a list fans. You know, yeah, like, right? I know, I know exactly what you're saying. All right, let's go back to that Houseman interview. So sent in by Gabe Tuff. Everybody knows that I like to be out in the field, right? I like to be out there asking those questions, making those moments. You know, I did a lot of things as Ronaldo Piven. Right. Yeah. It was my manager name, Ronaldo Piven. A lot of great. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo, wait a, bro, we got to start. Please, from from this point forward, can we start referring to him as Ronaldo? Please, <laughs> please, bro. Let's just start calling him the great, the great Ronaldo. Yeah. <laughs> Ronaldo, uh, Piven. Ronaldo Piven. Right. It, yeah. it was my manager name, Ronaldo Piven. A lot of great things, but nothing has ever brought me the attention as, like, a moment with Paul Heyman and Roman Reigns oh in the in a wrestling. Oh, my God. Come on, bro. Seriously? Holy talk about beating a dead freaking horse, bro. You've beaten that horse carcass, like, literally, bro, like, to, to, to oblivion at this point, Ronaldo. Romanian scrum. Or or CM Punk staring me down, or Seth Rollins, you know, calling Punk a cancer, whatever. All these big moments, and it's because you know I know how to talk to wrestlers because I did it. And so when you're you're in that moment I and you got this. somebody, you know, you're the super talented or whatever, and, and you can make a moment like that. You know, you can't really predict it. It's just like wrestling; it always just happens kind of in the moment. There, uh, that's 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 more often than not how I've been able to replace that high is by is by going in there. And, and doing work that it, that gets people's attention, you know. I right, listen to me, bro. I need that extended clip. I the whole thing. Yeah, I, I not the whole thing, but when he starts talking about the moments that yeah, he's well, created, that's Nick Houseman making moments. That's what. Yeah, he does. please, please, please. I need to get. I need to get Ronaldo's moments in the rotation. That is tremendous, bro. He's talking about CM Punk looking at him. Looking, looking at him, bro. Looking at him. Ronaldo Piven, 
Making moments. Making like that, that's moments. Money right there. I like it. Yes. That Ronaldo is money. Piven, bro. Tremendous. And these and these guys aren't marks, right, bro? <laughs> Ronaldo Piven. All right, what's next? All right, let's uh let let's stick with him because why did he stop being Ronaldo Piven? Well, let's find out. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. Not a whole lot of opportunity. Uh, long weekends, long drives. I loved it. I I love pressing, but when the allure was gone and it just became a grind. I got burned out. I wanted to stay in the pro wrestling business. And that's when I, you know, podcasting had started to to take didn't off. I ju- said, didn't he just say in the last clip that he loves going on the road and going to these shows? And now he's saying five minutes later he got out of it because he hates the grind? It's a grind. He's, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a grind. <laughs> and that's when I, you know, podcasting had started to to take off. I said, hey, you know, I'm listening to all these people cover wrestling. We're just fans who have never had I'm a concussion. Or, oh, this is the best part. This is the best part. Oh, my God, go. bro. What a self-serving lunatic. Go ahead. Listening to all these people cover wrestling who are just fans who have never had a concussion or had Sabu throw a chair at them or had Rikishi sit on their face or whatever it may be. You've done all those things, Nick. You can do this. Bro, think and about he began- just, he he just said people who were just fans. Basically stating he's one of the boys. Yeah. He, literally, bro, people that were just not not me. I I was one of the one of the boys. I let Rashiki put his big ass in my face. I was one of the boys. Sabu threw a chair at me. Oh my my God, bro! They want to be one of the boys. So freaking, bro! You know what? You know what's so sad? All of these guys, you know, Alvarez wrestled. All of these guys want to be one of the boys so bad. I swear to God, Jeff, when I worked with them, that was the last thing I wanted to be. Like seriously, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to understand what the difference is. But never did I did I long to be one of the boys like these freaking guys do, bro. It's funny to me too. While he's saying all this ridiculous stuff, trying to brag, he's taking shots at everybody in his peer group. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he's basically just saying I'm better than everybody else because I did it and they didn't. Yeah, I did. Why uh, is uh, why is Lurch wearing sunglasses? <laughs> I his? don't know. This what, guy. What, what's, what's going on with the sunglasses, bro? Seriously, this guy's got a hell of a look. <laughs> Uh, a very fruitful endeavor, in my opinion. Oh, there's no doubt. Your your resume speaks for itself. Oh, this freaking <laughs> guy. Please, brother. Bro, seriously, man. If you're the guy kissing uh, Ronaldo's ass, bro, you got you to take a deep freaking inventory of yourself, bro. Seriously, man. Seriously. <laughs> His resume does speak for himself. A CM Punk looked at him. Yeah. Paul Heyman uh, winked at him. You know, yeah. He's got- Man alive, bro. All right, let's go to these Dave Meltzer tweets that were sent in by Tommy Walk, DJ White Sox, and Eddie Gonzalez. So it starts off with Meltzer putting out a tweet about AEW's 855,000 whatever week that was, two weeks ago, I think. And so somebody replied and said, 855,000 is the new 1.2 million. I don't know if these people are joking or being serious at this point. I know, think right? I mean, that that definitely sounds like a joke to me. I man. would think so if it came from someone that we knew. Yeah. Dave replies, with the drop in homes, 855000 is the equivalent 
of 1,077,000 when they started. But that doesn't factor in the changes in consumption due to streaming. Basically, first is first and first is a good thing. So somebody replied to this and said, Scott Steiner level math. (laughs) (laughs) And Dave said, and and Dave said, here's your math equation. Dave's getting tough now. Here's your math equation. 855,072 million homes is the same percentage as what in 91 million homes. So what he did was, okay, if they got 1.2, I'm assuming he's got some number that's telling them when they did 1.2 million, TBS was in 91 million homes. Now it's in 72 million homes. So he's going to do the correlation. That means only 855,000 watching would have been 1.2 there. Again, this is what we talked about at the beginning of the show. It may not be in cable homes, but it's in Hulu homes. It's in YouTube homes. That's what this moron doesn't understand. No, he he understands that. He just thinks people don't know. He He definitely understands that. So that's where he's getting that number from. So somebody replied further down the thread, and they said, basically, the same 800,000 people are watching every week, and every once in a while, they'll get some other people to watch. So we've had similar thoughts about, about that's that. That's a very, very fair assessment with four years of data. So Dave replies to that. Cable television is down 20% year over year in 1849. So a 20% drop would be equal to what television is doing. So what he's saying is, well, if AEW's down 20%, all the TV's down 20%. AEW is not doing great, but the not growing is missing a giant point. If they stay at this level on Wednesdays and never grow a person, they are golden. Great. That just leads me to believe, I'm going to say it once again, bro. Yeah, bro. They're going to be golden and they're not going anywhere and they have nothing to worry about if Tony Khan is paying for the television time. Absolutely, they're golden. Absolutely, bro. All right, let's go to Dave Meltzer video. Oh, I love these. I love it. Now, look at the difference in Dave's hair from this and the picture. Yeah, there's a big difference. Yeah, Alvarez is with him in this. This was sent in by... Uh, Gabe Tough, and he's talking about the really high rating that SmackDown had compared to what it's normally been doing during one of the Bloodline segments recently. The quarter hour did. Ooh, look at that hair, man. It, that, that, his hair now is almost as dark as the couch. <laughs> I know. That is dark, bro. Like they, 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 When you look at that, like there's no question about it. I mean, bro, that almost looks like shoe polish. I mean, it's like anybody in an Italian family. I'm in an Italian family. You're an Italian family. You get that one old uncle that dyes his hair. Yeah. <laughs> like, and this is what it looks like. The this old Italian looks like, uncle bro. that ridiculously dyed hair. The and, and then, and then I, I just love when I get the comments of how I try to be relevant. This is a picture of a guy trying to be relevant, bro. Not this freaking old man with boogers up his nose and I don't even freaking <laughs> cleanly shave any of this shit, bro. The, I'm, I'm a guy that don't give a shit. This is a guy that is clearly trying to stay relevant. He's even, bro, he's wearing an NWO shirt, Jeff. 3,070,000 viewers and did an 0.94 in 18 to 49, which is just beyond ridiculous 0.94 yeah 1.2 1 million i think it's 1 million 220 uh 
Uh, here we go. I don't have the I have the exact number here somewhere, but it was over one million two hundred twenty thousand viewers in eighteen to forty nine. There's a good shot of the hair. Oh my Man, god, he's even thinning oh. out pretty bad. Shave oh. your head, Dave. It's the answer. What's he gonna do oh. next, man? He is thinning out bad, bro. Notes. This is what we hear all the time. We're actually seeing yeah, we're it. We're seeing it. Yeah, which and, is and fascinating. Actually, fascinating. Gigantic. Oh, it's beyond gigantic. Yeah, I mean, I think that you, I don't know how long you got to go back to see a quarter like that, but, you know, it was 1,223,000 um, viewers in 18 to 49. And, um, yeah, I mean, you, you have to go back many, many years. It was the best. Uh, number that the show has done in 18 to 49 since Christmas 2020, but that was directly after an NFL game. So really, you have to throw that one out. So really, it's March 2020, so over three years. And you know, when you're talk- talking about three years of of uh, television, I mean, that's that's different world. I mean, even two years ago when you compared, it's ridiculous because consumption has changed. The world has changed so much, you know, in the last... You know, even year, year and a half, the way people watch TV. You know, bro, it, it, it's it's so funny, Jeff, because, God, bro, I think Annie, oh, bro, I'm so bad with the ages of my kids. I know they're birthdays, but the ages of my kids. I think Annie is 28. I think that's how old Annie is. And, bro, Annie is as hipster as you can get, okay? And you know what the funny thing is, Jeff? Every time she comes here, She's got to watch her shows. She's got to watch her shows. 28 years old. She works, you know, in the advertising world with a, with a you know, that that's based out of San Francisco. So you're talking about, you know, the most liberal hippie, you know, hipster people. And when she comes, she, she's still, she still watches her shows, Jeff, on television. It's like that. That's why you, 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 it makes me laugh, bro. It makes me laugh. So, how do you explain then? Like I said, how do you explain those ratings going up? How do you explain them then, bro? What has changed in the last year? People, I mean, that, that was, oh, people are watching on their phones now. Okay. So, in the last year, what's changed? They're not watching. I'll, on I'll, their I'll, phones? I'll tell you what's changed over the last years, Jeff. You probably had some of those streaming services go out of business. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what's the, changed. Uh, they're they're watching through smoke signals now, you know. Like, I mean, what what has changed in the last year? In the he said in the last year and year and a half, so much has changed. What? What has changed? Yeah, there's less of them, like you said, right? Or people are not less of them, less customers because they keep raising the prices. And we see Disney's losing subscribers, Netflix is losing subscribers. I don't know about Hulu, but a lot of them services are losing subscribers. So yeah. less are watching the new way. So what has changed? Like he never gives the the what has changed. Tell us what has changed. He doesn't yeah. do that. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Wade Keller. This was sent in by Jury's Pedicure, and uh, he's going to inform you about a very prestigious segment on his weekly show. Then exclusively for VIP members, we also record the mailbag edition where we get 10 to 20, sometimes 25 questions from listeners, really smart and creative questions. This is kind of next level stuff in terms of uh, podcasting, uh, wrestling podcast. Next level stuff on a wrestling podcast. On a rest, guys, listen to me. I'm telling you right now, for your four ninety five a month, <laughs> you ain't getting next level stuff, bro. There ain't no next level stuff here. You're gonna have to go somewhere else for that, bro. 
Next, next level one. mailbag questions, too. Next I mean, level stuff, yeah. 10 to 20, sometimes 25 questions from listeners. Really smart and creative questions. This is kind of next. Remember that. Really smart and creative questions. Next level. level. stuff in terms of uh, podcasting, uh, wrestling podcasting information. It's not just bombastic hot takes. It's a real highlight of my week, and I think it's a highlight of PW Torch VIP members' weeks. And you'll get a sample of the mailbag today, too, because the last segment, and this is just seven minutes out of 97 minutes of this week's mailbag, but you get a taste of what the mailbag is like. A listener asked about uh, Roman Reigns and whether he is making a case for himself to be on the Mount Rushmore of all of WWE, <laughs> WWF history. That's next and level. It, <laughs> Bro, that is next level stuff. That is, that that is heavy, stuff. heavy stuff, man. Heavy stuff, bro. <laughs> it's so heavy that they talked about it for seven minutes, apparently. Seven minutes, man. Oh, if so, who would he bump? Um, and what does he have to do if he's not there <laughs> yet? Bump, take it, well, first of all, we've got uh, – what's his face is on it? What's it what, who's his, what's his name, bro? Uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo's Ronaldo on there. Ronaldo Piven's on there, bro. I don't know who's bumping Ronaldo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> This guy's my age, bro. This guy's my age, and we're talking about who's bumping Roman Reigns off the... <laughs> What's next, Jeff? Th- those are next-level questions. Th- that is the most basic fan conversation of anything. Who's on your Mount Rushmore of this? Who's on the Mount Rushmore of that? Beautiful. Next level. Roman Reigns mm. on the Mount Rushmore of WWE. Hmm. Mm. And who does he bump off? But what if he's not quite yet? What does he need to do to get there? Oh, my God. The conversations these (laughs) freaking nuts have. They're nuts, bro. They're all nuts. They are. (laughs) All right. Let's let's go back to Nick Hausman. So that's the video. It's that interview. The guy is asking him, like, you know, we've had this discussion when, you know, you're out, people or your friends ask you what you do for a living. This was sent in by Gabe Tuff. Does it, does anybody kind of give you the, why God, is you, this you guy wearing sunglasses, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> he looks like somebody and I can't figure out who it is. Bro, you know what it reminds me of, bro? There was an old movie. I know you never saw it, bro. Uh, with, with Charlton Heston, it was like back in 1971 called The Omega Man. I have and seen like, that. Oh yeah, and like they all come out at night. They they yeah. can only come out at night, bro, and they gotta wear the sunglasses because their eyes are very sensitive. That's what this is reminding me of, bro. Does it does anybody kind of give you the oh god, you like you do that wrestling thing? Oh, uh do I get yeah, that? My, you know, my my I- wife for one, bro. <laughs> Let's start with my wife, bro. <laughs> oh, uh do I get that? You know, honestly, most most people kind of mark out when I tell them what I do. Listen, guys, I know, listen, this is asking a lot, but, bro, we need a highlight reel of just Houseman putting himself over. <laughs> like, just comment. All the, all the stuff we've had. All the stuff, bro. We need, like, a three-minute highlight reel of him just putting himself over, bro. Oh, my God. That would be tremendous, bro. I, I mean, the, the ego is insane. It is insane, bro. But the, Bro, I think it's pretty fair to say they all have egos. I mean, all of them. All of them do, bro. Every single one of them. Yeah, but I don't know know if we got to do one day. You know, we got to do one day, Jeff. And I don't know. um, I I don't know if it's a special show. I don't know if it's part of a show. You and I have to rate the egos. Like, serious. Let's go from five on up. 
like the Mount Rush. It's going to be the Mount Rushmore of egos, of, of dirt sheet egos. Yeah, of dirt sheet egos. We need to do that, bro, because they're all like this. They're all, all like yeah. this. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, that'll be fun. Let's do that, bro. All right, it is time for the closer. Thank God. This was sent in by Jason Swan. So this is from Meltzer on Chris Van Vliet's show. And he asks him why the Shawn Michaels-Undertaker match from WrestleMania 25 got 4.75 stars and not 5 stars. So are you ready to hear the specifics and the system that Dave Meltzer uses to come up with this technical score? And you are going to understand why these guys did not get 5 stars. Why not give Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 five stars? I mean, number one, when I watched it, I thought this is pretty damn close. And whenever I say pretty damn close, that's a four and three quarter star match. These are two of the all time greats. Sure. We got to break this out. So, point number one is whenever I say pretty damn close, it's a four and three quarter star match. Yes. Okay, that's number one. Okay. Yeah. This is pretty damn close. And whenever I say pretty damn close, that's a four and three quarter star match. These are two of the all time greats. Sure. You know, another one. And some people think it's because of the dive, you know, spot that went wrong. It's like, nah, it really wasn't. There was a predictableness to it that I could feel. Like I knew what they were doing. And sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, it was so long and I always knew what they were going to do. And it was mm. thrilling as hell. But it yeah. was not, it didn't give me that. Oh my God, this was brilliant. It was like, okay, this is what they were doing. And, and, and it doesn't give me the, oh my God, this is real. It's okay, this is what they were doing. And, and again, it's like, bro, you are clearly saying this was your opinion. Like the, the, these freaking marks, the, the, the young bucks that are na naming a move after this freaking jackass. Do you not listen to this and clearly see it is? He is saying, this is my opinion, bro. Yeah, there's no technical system here. There's no way to come up with this. There's no way you can take two matches and tell, well, that's going to be a three and a five because of this, and that's going to be a, a three and three quarters because of that. It's no different than I go to see a movie, and you say, how was it, Jeff? And I say, you know what? I thought it was an eight out of ten. It's exactly what he's doing. Exactly the same, yes. But, yeah, they take that as – Holy shit, gold. It'd be like you saying, guys, listen, Jeff Lane just gave the latest James Bond movie an eight out of ten. Yeah. Why didn't it get a nine? I'm gonna find out. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Play that in its entirety one more time. I don't want to interrupt it. Why not give Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25 five stars? I mean, number one, when I watched it, I thought this is pretty damn close. And whenever I say pretty damn close, that's a four and three quarter star match. These are two of the all time greats. Sure. You know, another one. And some people think it's because of the dive, you know, spot that went wrong. It's like, nah, it really wasn't. There was a predictableness to it that I could feel like I knew what they were doing. And sometimes that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, it was so long and I always knew what they were going to do. And it was mm. thrilling as hell, but it yeah. was not, it didn't give me that oh my God, this was brilliant. It was like, okay, this is what they were doing. So what he's saying is, if I can tell what's coming, it, it's not going to get a high of a score. If I know what they're going to do, I'm not going to give it as a high, high of a score. What does that have to do with the quality of a performance or the quality of a match? If you can predict what's going to happen, 
It's just predictable to you. That's like if I'm okay, Jeff, if if a if a pitcher pitches a brilliant game, okay, and as I'm watching this brilliant game, I know what he's going to throw. What would make it a less brilliant game? I I I, I don't I, I don't understand that. If I if, if he's throwing a bit a brilliant game and nobody's hitting him, and I'm like, all right, bro, fastball here, you know, slider here, bro, he's gonna throw the curve, bro, he's gonna go low and away. And I'm right a hundred percent of the time. How does that make it less brilliant? If I figure something out in a movie before it happens and then right. it happens, right. I'm like, wow, I figured that out. Like, I feel smart in some way. Right. It's not taking away from my enjoyment of the movie or lessening my likely to recommend it to somebody or dropping my score of the movie because I figured out what was coming. <laughs> you know, like that's bizarre, bro. Yeah. That is that is, that is really that's that's bizarre, bro. Didn't we have something from last week that we were going to play out tomorrow? Yes, it is the uh, Kenny Omega. Did it correctly because he didn't get hurt. Oh God, yeah. that's going to be brilliant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys tomorrow. But I, I don't know what how the schedule works. It will already be out. It'll already oh, be out. Oh, you that that's going to be tremendous with Al in the morning. Tremendous, yeah. bro. Yeah. Well, guys, if you would like to send in clips, do so to me. The only place that takes submissions is to Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. You can submit video and audio. Please make them MP3s and MP4s. You can also submit tweets, and please include both a link and a screenshot to the tweet. Jeff Lane's email at gmail.com. And, Jeff, they miss. Listen, as great as you guys are for sending in these clips, bro, which are unbelievable, bro, they missed a big one this week. What's that? Um, bro, I don't know how this happened. <laughs> like, like you know, Sap, Sap needs to smarten her up because Hollywood and I actually follow each other. We actually follow each Bro, Hollywood put out a highlight reel of herself on Twitter this week. <laughs> oh, boy, I'll send that in somebody, please. Bro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I can't believe you guys missed that. She, it's clip of, she goes from clip to clip to clip to clip, a highlight reel of Hollywood in action, bro. And that's was, what we need of Houseman. Oh, what a <laughs> tremendous. But yeah, guys, uh, yeah, remember we have the bonus show too, bro, over on patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. This week, we did a great part two breaking down, trying to break down Meltzer anyway. Check that out, guys. I think you'll really enjoy it. Hey, for some reason, Jeff, I don't know what it was. What, what what came out on Patreon yesterday? Anything special? For us, yes, it would have been um, Disco. May, I, 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 we, we got a bunch of signups yesterday, bro. We either They were signups and people going to the next tier. Yeah. But there was a lot uh, yesterday. So, yeah, guys, like I said, man, we start that at 75 cents a week. Check it out. I think you will enjoy those shows. So that is it, everybody. For me, Jeff, the dude with the glasses. We'll see you next week.